Hey guys, I'm Shoda, and I'm a mental health consultant and a certified mindfulness teacher. Hi, I'm Ollie, and I'm also a mental health professional, and I have a degree in health psychology. We're married, we have ADHD, and we're both in therapy. And this is Mindfully ADHD. podcast that follows our mental health journey to figure out what works for us and what doesn't. We try out different ways to improve our well-being and try to adapt those techniques to our brains and our lives over the span of a month. This is the first episode of a three-part series where we will discuss the issue and make a plan for the techniques we're going to try over a month. The next episode will be an update to see if we need to change course and if we are staying accountable. The last episode is the conclusion to see what worked and what didn't. And we're back! Hi guys! <laughs> <laughs> it's been quite a while since you've heard from us last. I think one month eg- exactly, I think. Almost, Almost yeah. Almost, yeah. We've had a really uh, chaotic and sad time. Yeah, it's been a real bad month for us, actually. We were kind of hoping to be in London by now, but we still haven't gone anywhere. So the move is actually coming up, so... This episode's probably extra important for us. <laughs> we, um, uh, just a trigger warning here for grief, but uh, uh, we lost our our beloved pet. Yeah. So we've just been taking time and grieving. I haven't made a post about it because I'm just too sad to. Yeah, and it was only a couple of weeks ago. Like, it's still pretty recent. Yeah. Exactly two weeks from today. Yeah. So... On that very cheery note, um, what are we going to be talking about today? (laughs) We're going to be talking about time management. God, that was so awkward. (laughs) It was, there was no, there was no way to transition from that. It's just so sad. Yeah, it took so long just to get the dopamine to do this episode because like we're in such a bad place. It just, it took so long. But we've done it. Yeah, we did it. We're here now. And... uh, Time management, because we're leaving in 10 days, and all we did was fold a bunch of sweaters. Yeah, we have a sweater mountain, and it's, like, impenetrable at this point. (laughs) We don't don't know what to do. We packed, like, I don't know. We lost count. I got anxious dopamine this morning, and I called the moving company, so we have boxes now. Yeah, we have boxes. (laughs) So anyway, time management. Before we start talking about time management as a whole, I think it's really important to talk about time perception. Oh, yeah, that kind of warrants. <laughs> so, t- so like, we define time management by just managing blocks of time in your day, right? But um, for ADHDers, we know as, you know, I- I'm assuming most of our audience is neurodiverse, but uh, we perceive time differently. And there's a lot of hunky-dory research... <laughs> Is, is it is it's it hunky dory? And it's been going on since two thousand and two. I know you were like pleasantly surprised when you were doing this research. Not pleasantly surprised, as just surprised that there were that there was a lot of research specific to adults. There was even one um, study that I found specific to women uh, with ADHD. However, when you read through those studies, they're uh, bad. They're not bad. They're, they're just bad? they're just, they just you know like. The populations aren't particularly diverse or um, we're looking specifically at university students. I mean, we are both psychology researchers. We both, I mean, have done or have been psychology researchers. So we know how hard it is to get 
participants. So just just like I'm going in for my doctorate now, so I just want to put a disclaimer out here. If someone approaches you, a student especially approaches you on the street and you fit the criteria for their research, just participate. It's like 10 minutes if you date. You might even get a cupcake. I remember we used to do cupcakes. Yeah, we're <laughs> actually like, they're usually told not to give you incentives because there's a lot of morality and there's a lot of issues with giving I, people money. I, I know there's a whole just, there's so much paperwork to even get to that point where you're handing out the questionnaires and you can just see the desperation in the student's yeah, eyes. Yeah, so just, you know, give yourself some good karma. <laughs> <laughs> And participate in a study or two. I have participated in almost every study someone has approached me with where I fit the criteria. Yeah, sometimes it takes you like two minutes to fill in that sheet, but... Just do it. Yeah. Just just do it. Okay. Uh, disclaimer over. <laughs> okay. Um, research. Re- research. So the first thing that I thought was really interesting is that if you search for a time perception specifically, they have a disorder linked to it because, of course, the scientists always have to disorder everything. Yeah, everything's uh, a disorder. <laughs> uh, so they have time perception disorders. So one of the studies that I found was a meta-analysis from, tw- uh, from 2019 in children. And it showed that children have difficulty with time perception way before they meet the diagnostic criteria for ADHD. So um, the diagnostic criteria for ADHD is that you have to be six years old, which is complete BS because, I mean, how can you say that it's a, there's a cutoff time, <laughs> but you have to be six years old? This study or this meta-analysis, which means that it's several studies, have shown that you can even see it in preschool age, which is amazing that you know you can think about toddlers who have who have difficulty with time perception because it's something that i mean from what i understand it's just it's something that we experience very young time the passage of time and the way that time moves for us is experienced when we're very young we can we can tell in two-year-old when something is off. And it's so strange because our perception of time changes as we gain more experiences and get older. So I just wonder how different it would be for these preschoolers being diagnosed with having issues with time perception. Like, how do they how do they even measure that? So they, they there are several different... Was this like a good paper out of all the papers? Because I, I know there was just the sheer quantity of research on this particular area. I mean, in comparison to all the other topics we've done. I mean, all of these... I mean, we can poke holes in most of these studies, right? Um, Don't do it. <laughs> we need them. We, but you can. I, that's, and that's a dis- For any of you who don't um, read psychological studies, or uh, not just psychological, just scientific studies, if you have not been trained to, it's so easy to, <laughs> to get it wrong because uh, we are trained to make sure that you can poke holes, right, in in the study. So I can poke holes in it. Like, some of them were just boys. Some of the studies uh, were just in the U.S. But they've, you know, uh, they, they've taken a decent sample size. Who hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> My professors hurt me. <laughs> I, I was... My teachers hurt me. I was really good at just criticizing all the studies. That was that was my... The thing Superpower. I specialized at. Yeah, I... But I think I think that that's really really interesting. The other thing that I found was that time perception is very strongly correlated with working memory. 
That makes sense. So when your working memory is affected, your time perception also changes. I I don't understand that. <laughs> I mean, I maybe I need to think about it more because I am in a state where I'm processing things much slower than usual. Yeah, our <laughs> working memory is already shot. So I mean, before everything else that happened this month. So this this study basically says that there was a correlation, not necessarily a causation. And there are also... Ain't like, that just the way. There are also a lot of neuropsychological constructs. Um, the other things that are very... You know, when you think about time, we usually think about procrastination or getting tasks done. But it also... there. They, they also found, you know, the speed at which you do mathematics or numerical operations and the speed at which you do just word reading. Yeah. That also is like they've clubbed it together. So I thought that was really interesting because we don't really think of that when we think about the passage of time. It makes sense. I mean, like, you, I always have to work out, like, how much time you have left or how much time there is. So just kind of, I crave more research. I'm sorry. Feed there was, me. There was a research paper that... Okay, then I found another study that showed that ADHD specifically is associated with... Um, neurological abnormalities in a mesolimbic dopaminergic systems. And what does that mean? <laughs> so did you say miso? <laughs> that's that's the only word I picked up on. I I really wish you hadn't asked me what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you just say it one more time? I really wish you hadn't asked me what that meant. I know that the dopaminergic system is our is the way that our brains process dopamine or okay. utilize dopamine rather than not process. So uh, we know that there is an impairment in the amount in in the way that dopamine travels in between synaptic clefts. However. The mesolimbic system is is the reward pathway, sometimes known as the dopaminergic pathway. So it it's like when people say chai tea. <laughs> Did they just say the same thing no, twice? No, I'm, I'm sure it's more complicated than that. That was just the first thing that, that okay. came up on, on a Google search. And I am not an expert by any means. I just know kind of the basics of the dopam- dopaminergic system specifically in relation to medication because I had to teach that to parents. Yeah. But I don't know anything else. So please don't come for me. (laughs) (laughs) You can come for me if you want. (laughs) Please tell us like what it is. If you know what it is, please send us a message. So the... Basically, this this systematic review, which was done in 2022, is saying that those two systems are different. That's weird because when you give... Stimulant medication, the like people score normally, normally, yeah. Um, on I put bunny ears up, um, on uh, time perception tests. So that's that's a really interesting thing, and it's we don't have enough research on varied age groups because there is some evidence to show that. Kids who were treated when they're younger have better time perception as adults than adults who were diagnosed later on in life. That's interesting. So uh, did they look into trauma or was that suggested at the end of the study? Yeah, it was suggested at the end of the study. It basically just says that we need more information on different, first of all, different classifications of ADHD. So like 
We know that the ICD-10 and the DSM-5 have slightly differing criteria. Yeah, no one can agree on anything. We also know that it's not an attention problem, (laughs) you know? So the way that we define ADHD is very, very different depending on who you are and what your individual um, needs are and requirements are. So I think it's interesting to kind of... I've completely lost my train of thought. Yeah, I, I got I, distracted by the changing colors on the TV. Yeah, I forgot. I, I I don't know why I left the TV on. That was that koala earlier that was really distracting. What? Um, okay, so we're going to take a zona break. What was I talking about? Zona break. Zona break. And now we're back. Okay, I think what I was going to say is that it's interesting that... We have never looked, like us as a part of the scientific community, have never really looked at time perception as a diagnostic criteria. Because, you know, like the other day I was watching a, a, a neurotypical YouTuber and she was just saying, yeah, I think, that, so I've done about 45 minutes of work now. And so I think, I mean, I had initially thought I might need like three hours of work, but now it's looking more like an hour and a half. And like, it, it was like she was speaking in tongues. Yeah, we were staring at it and it's like, <laughs> what magic is this? <laughs> and, and you know, some people can, I'm sure some ADHDers can grasp that, but I have never been able to think of like while I'm writing an essay or doing a report, been able to define how long the task is going to take. I just allocate myself an hour or two hours for everything. Yeah, that's what I do. It's just kind of blind. Unless you you want to be like, I'm going to, okay, one sec, I'll enter my Sherlock mind palace <laughs> and then I'll get back to you. Like, I, I, I mean, okay, I understand maybe you can say I have another two hours of work left, but to say that I have another 15 or 45 minutes is crazy to me. Like how know. how can you define fifteen minutes? Like it just doesn't make I sense. I don't know what takes fifteen minutes. <laughs> so so I think I think that time perception is a really important thing to just kind of touch on whilst we talk about time, time management. management. Yeah. Yes. 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 Okay. I'll move on to the time management research now. Oh, there's a whole, there's, there's more research. Well, not a lot, but. Uh, there was one study that I thought was really funny. I was like, oh my God, the study's so cool. It was like from 2021 and it's specifically about time management in adult ADHDers. And the study is about how adult ADHDers are dissatisfied with time management tools. <laughs> like that was the conclusion of the study is that if, most if, <laughs> adult ADHDers are not satisfied. On that note, if you're dissatisfied with this podcast episode, please yell at us at Mindfully ADHD Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> I haven't been on there this month because of all of our personal personal issues. Um, I will post about it, but as I said, it's too sad. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of agree with the dissat- dissatisfaction. Yeah, so 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 if you're dissatisfied, be gentle. You try. Do you know? How, do you know how many journals I have? How many like half-written journals I oh, have? Oh, we're talking about uh, time management now. <laughs> no, no, I know. But I that- thought you were talking about being dissatisfied with Instagram. One sec. Thank you for bearing with us. Yeah, I, I, um, I, forgot, were, the, I were... forgot to turn off the TV, and ostriches turned up this time, so I, I had to, <laughs> I had to fix that. 
<laughs> uh, well, but what were we talking about? You were saying that you understand how you are, uh, people are dissatisfied with time management tools. Yeah. And there's like, because you go through so many phases and so many apps and so many workbooks to try and like fix it. So when we were doing research for like the next part of the podcast, you know, like what, yes. what we're going to do. The first one was get a good planner. And I wanted to bang my head against the wall. <laughs> did they did they know about people with ADHD and their their planner problem? I mean, I gave my I had one daily planner thing where you like sort out your priorities for the day. Oh, I, I have one of those. So I gave that to a neurotypical friend and she's so happy. So, you know, maybe maybe it's just. You know, it's a neurotypical world and we're just living in it. What I liked about this is that it gave an evaluation of different tools, right? So there was physical versus digital tools. And there was things like, what are the specific changes that you felt? Um, what was the like effectiveness of the different strategies? And basically conclusions the conclusions just showed that there are not enough tools available specifically for ADHD. Most of the tools are available for neurotypical people. Yeah. And I think that that's really interesting in the capitalist society that we live in that no one has made. So, you know, just out there for those people who are waiting for their next million dollar idea. Please, please give us a time management tool that's specific. <laughs> no, but usually what happens is something gets designed around people who have ADHD and because stuff has to be broken down, neurotypical people just grab hold of it and then it becomes a trend. Like, you know, like all the fidget toys that are now everywhere because like neurotypical people got hold of it. The bullet journal started for ADHD people and now like you can get, you can buy like a specialty bullet journal. At any bookshop, you know. Keeping. Yeah, like, it happens the other way around. Stuff gets designed for ADHD years, and then people grab hold of it, make it generic, yeah, but, and then it sell it to everyone. But it should still work, right? I mean, this study found that um, people with ADHD were more likely to to use digital tools. Yeah. Um, versus physical ones. Uh, but it says that there is room for improvement. So that's that's what I have really on um, time management. Obviously, motivation also pl- plays a role. Yeah. But all of these things like motivation, task initiation, time management, all of them are so interconnected. So I just wanted to note that. Uh, should I mention some of the other things I have? Uh, there is some TikTok research that kind of goes into this. Technically, they're all like... tips and hacks to help your time management but like i was impressed about the sheer quantity of stuff that was on time management every time i look at a topic i'm like is this it but for time management there were so many videos and articles about it i think it's the most popular subject and of course there's like so many of the same joke over and over again about procrastination about leaving stuff to the last minute about not having you know, like, concept of time. There were so many, like, memes and videos on that. Yeah. Like, it's, the same it's, one over and over again. It was a, maddening. It's a big problem. I mean, the other thing that, um, like, especially through the pandemic that we realized is that we need more time for stuff. Like, we need transition time. We need time for, like, to gear up to do things, you know? Yeah. And there was a, a part of it 
that I thought was really interesting because it was something that I didn't think about that was, you know, because a lot of people with ADHD are chronically late, but a part of ADHD is also being inappropriately early. Yeah. And I think that really hit me home because I have no idea when I'm supposed to be places, so I just go there and wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think the airport is worse. Like, because, like, you know, I always feel like you need to go, like, it's either you're just about to miss your flight or you turn up, like, five hours before and you're just sitting there. (laughs) I've done that before. I've just... just... Yeah, we've we've all done that before. I've missed a flight, too. Okay, so... Because it was, like, it was a transatlantic. um, I think, yeah, most of the stuff I have is just tips and tricks. We'll probably put that in the next section. But I do want to shout out a book I'll be talking about a lot. That's Make Time by... Jake Knapp and John Ziratsky. I really hope I pronounced those names properly. They both work for Google, and I really thought it was going to be like a stupid productivity book, but it wasn't. It was about just like scheduling one important thing. It could literally just be like playing Mario Kart, but like that's the thing you prioritize. It's more about prioritizing stuff, which I think is important because I think a lot of us only had the bandwidth for like one thing a day if if it's like important for us. One of the five you know, executive or six executive functions uh, that Dr. Thomas Brown talks about is prioritization. Yeah. So we, I mean, we have difficulty with that anyway. That's why you get so overwhelmed or I get so overwhelmed uh, with lists. Yes. Or when you like look at the kitchen and it's like thousands of things. Okay. So we're going to take a little bit of a break and then come back and talk about obstacles and solutions. Obstacles and solutions. Okay, bye. And we're back. And we're back for obstacles, obstacles and, and solutions. solutions. Wow, we really synced up that time. Look how big the blobs are. <laughs> yeah, it was our combined effort. <laughs> All right, cool. Cool. Cool cool cool, 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 cool. Okay, so the major um, obstacle that I see is time. No, time is time <laughs> is the biggest obstacle it's of all. Sti- is 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 stress. I want to stare Father Time in the eye, make him turn away. It's stress. Uh, yeah, stress. Stress and um, unexpected things happening. Which is this whole podcast? This this whole our whole lives. <laughs> just the un- whole just our lives are unexpected things. So, um, do you remember that cowboy? <laughs> Did you find a different cowboy? Nope, just the same cowboy. Same cowboy? So, the best way to avoid stress is to sleep. No. Eat nutritionally. No! And... Don't say it. Exercise. <laughs> <laughs> you you gosh done gone done did it. Um, the thing that I'm doing. We're, I just want to let everyone know at home that we're running on four hours of sleep for this podcast. Yeah, well, you know, stress. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken and egg, baby. <laughs> uh, unexpected things happen. And I want to add, like, I mean, obviously for us, it's also mindfulness. Yes, always mindfulness. Forever, okay. always. I mean, Attitude Magazine says that we should have a set bedtime. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> we already have alarms. Like, don't... we we don't listen to our... We should, like... How, how do we get the alarm... Do, should we make the alarms louder? Is well, that the issue? See, the thing is, is that I know that when we move to London... We need know, more alarms. The, no, for, like, the first six weeks, everything is going to be hunky-dory. Yeah. 
because it'll be novel. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have. Um, so when I was uh, in the deep, dark crevices of TikTok, uh, I found this guy called Dr. Brian FTW. He had some really good advice, but one of them he was saying, which makes sense in this thing we say a lot, is that the way to predict that you will get something done with ADHD is if it's interesting, challenging, novel, or urgent. So yep, yep, yep. So I think a lot of it will be trying to make the alarms or something like that, at least one of those, to try and at least scaffold us a little bit. Like, how do we make it, like... How do we Are make we the talking bed about sleep again? No, like, yeah. How do we make the bed urgent? No, because that, that in itself is just a deadline. You know what? I actually think that we always... You know, I've said this r- repeatedly through the podcast, right? We sleep earlier when we're both ready for bed. Yeah. So I think maybe as part of our time management thing, we should start... We should do, like, the hygiene p- portion since we're not working right now in the day. That makes sense. Uh, I have, like I've, when we wake up instead of when we go to sleep. I have, I have some more stuff to go on to that. Actually, no, before, that there is a thing that leads directly into that, but that's someone else. I just want to say the, the, the main thing that I saw Dr. Brian say was that people with ADHD are really bad at processing what an, a digital clock means. Because mm. you stare at it and you're like, this is just numbers. What do these numbers mean? I'm bad at math. <laughs> so uh, he said to use more analog clocks because it's easier to visualize how much time is physically passing and how much like because you can see stuff in quarters and you can cut it's easier to visualize how much time you have left. or. But we have an is. analog clock. Just in this room. But we don't have do an analog. Yeah, I much? use it. The, but we don't have an analog clock in the bedroom because the ticking drives me crazy. Yeah. But a lot of the time we use our phones for time. I don't know. I really like my clock. Yeah. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that, was, think, that was just I think... that was just a suggestion. No, but it uh, one of the like really good things that I mean I have offset from that is um, visual timers, like actual analog visual timers where the color is different depending on how much time you have remaining. Yeah, I saw a lot of people recommending that there was alarms, physical sand timers, even st- I used to use those. A yeah, lot. even sticky notes. That's like while even like while you're doing something and you don't know where you're gonna schedule it, just write it down and put it on a sticky note. Otherwise, you're gonna forget it, so you can schedule it later. One of my big problems with time management is that once I start to get sort of in the zone to start doing something, my mind wants to do all the other things I've been putting off. Yeah, and that can be a really big impediment. So the what my what my doctor said is that I should write it all down on a pad. So every time I have a thought so that I don't forget it. That's a good idea. Yeah. I don't know what that has to do with time management, though. It's like, Because I said sticky notes. But I know so it's about scheduling as well. Because time management is how you schedule your day. And this is like, it's hard to follow a schedule when you want to follow the dopamine. Because yeah. for, for like, th- th- those would be times where like the dopamine takes precedence. I'm going to follow the dopamine instead of the schedule. Like, if I just start a project and in my schedule I only allocated time for the beginning part of it and I have the dopamine, I'm just going to ride that train until nighttime. Yeah, no, I mean, makes sense. 
I sometimes get like shots of dopamine at 1am and then I clean the house. So I got something from a TikToker called Dusty Chipura. She was also an ADHD. Both of them are ADHD TikTokers, which I found. Uh, and she she had the idea of working backwards from deadlines to try and break down how much time you needed to get there because just seeing the deadline in itself is really like insurmountable. It's hard to work out how much time it'll take to get there. You're going to be either really early or really late because you have. It's hard to conceptualize the time, like we were talking about before. Yes, yeah, so so like, like externalizing it is yeah, really important, and like deconstructing the task and seeing like it in chunks, like parking, physically getting there, like distractions, like going back and forth because you forgot your keys you need to like i zoned out a little at the beginning part of what you were saying no no i i, I zoned back no. in okay <laughs> yes absolutely externalizing the thing it's it what's what's interesting about that is like you know when we have a big task like cleaning the kitchen you deconstruct it immediately in your brain I, do, I, can't, I can't. I can't do I that. I deconstruct it immediately in my brain. Oh no! I have to like wipe the fridge down and clear out the cabinets, and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and then I want to hide underneath the table. But it's interesting because when you have to go to a place, yeah, you don't deconstruct it. I, I at least I don't. <laughs> so <laughs> so that's that, interesting. Is that something we could do? That seems like very. Or like overcomplicated thing, overcomplicating things. I don't. I mean, I think that like forgetting places, like get physically getting to places. Yeah. Um. It does. That was the main help. example. Yeah, but I. I mean, uh, for doing like an essay or handing in a report. Yeah, that's difficult. It's difficult because you have these two forces fighting against each other, right? You have the prioritization demon. Yeah. Who's saying that you have to do everything at once. And especially for like essays and assignments, like there'll be a lot of research. You don't know how much research is out there unless you do like an initial just like simple search. So like it's hard to estimate how much time it's going to take to even find the stuff you're looking for. You know what I mean? I think I think that's where calendar blocking would be helpful because it externalizes the process. And with calendar blocking, I mean, if you haven't heard our task initiation series we talk about calendar blocking a lot over there but it helps you to visualize time in chunks and make it pretty colors but do that really quickly (laughs) so i think a lot of our solutions will mainly be around like jiggering the calendar blocking this is kind of like a continuation with the task initiation thing it's like you initiated the task Good now job. What? Yeah, now what? <laughs> um, the other thing is, like, the I think that externalizing the time, like I said, um, when I thought that's what you were talking about, um, <laughs> you know, like, visually, exter- so one is, of course, the calendar blocking, but also the timers, yeah. visual timers, like, like you were saying with the hourglasses or analog clocks. I think that will be really useful because, number one, numbers, and number two, it's away from your phone. Which I don't know about you guys, but for me, my phone is a black hole time, especially with reels and TikTok. Yeah. I look up and it's been like an hour that I've just been sitting there scrolling. Yeah. Uh, recently for me, like my free, the free DS shop is closing down because they don't want to maintain the server anymore. So I have hyper focused on that. And then that's just like drained away all my attention and time. <laughs> One of the other things that you said um, was about urgency and stuff like that, right? 
Yeah. So creating motivation with time is, of course, a really difficult thing to do. I think recently we've done a pretty good job at externalizing tasks in general, like uh, moving. We have it right in front of us right now. We put all our tasks in one big mirror and just wrote them all out in different colors. With chalk paint markers. Yeah, and we've been like wiping them off as we do them. So, And this is rare because I think if you've been listening to us for a while, you know how difficult it is for us to even write anything down after this podcast. We scheduled it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I think more than that, we also have urgency. Yeah. Right now, we have urgency. Although I think that we've been doing pretty well. Especially when you're focusing on a big task like moving and you scheduled like a gigantic thing to do and maybe you've scheduled like your entire week or your entire day and there's no time for anything. Some people recommended an ADHD checklist for things you probably forgot to do. Like, have you drank water? Have oh, you, right. Have you eaten? Have you even checked the calendar today? Are there any appointments today? Does your car have fuel? Y- y- you know, stuff like oh, that. Yeah. So like, Our car doesn't have fuel. So y- you could, like, maybe on, like, a whiteboard or something, you could make a checklist and just, like, before you start the day you, or, like, in the middle of the day when you remember the checklist, you can take it and be like, oh, no, I haven't drank any water or eaten anything today. Yeah, for sure. So, like, you, when you're getting caught up with time management it's going to be difficult to remember to do those things because like you know you're going to get sucked into that task and all your dopamine is going to go into that and then you become like dehydrated like that you know episode of uh, spongebob when he leaves the water and his his whole body (laughs) shrivels up yeah I, i just i also just want to mention here like a disclaimer urgency is great but it also triggers a lot of stress and chronic stress is bad yeah Okay, thank you. It's a bad time. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. Bad, bad, bad time. And, oh yeah, oh yeah, that book I mentioned before. So the book's called Make Time, and it's by a bunch of people from Google. It turns out that their process for doing stuff is very similar to how our podcast is structured, which I I think is interesting, where they have what they call the highlight, which is like the topic of that day or like the most important thing you're going to do. The ske- and you like it's all about scheduling time for the highlight. Uh, laser, which is kind of like I read it as like hyper focus. You hyper focus on that specific topic. Like and then you you scaffold yourself that they put energize, but I'm interpreting it as like stuff that helps your brain, like the dopamine stuff, giving your brain dopamine, even scaffolding yourself would be in that category to actually do that task. Trampoline. Yeah, and then at the end of the day, you reflect on it. How will we get a trampoline in London? Yeah, there's no room for anything in London. To be continued. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so that's their thing. Oh, so um, most of the time... It's not technically linear, and like a lot of the time, people do their highlight at night. So you could like think about it like, what's the most important thing to me? And it's about like the highlight could be like playing Mario Kart or spending time with your family, and especially like if you have a job and you're really, really busy. It's all about scheduling and prioritizing the things you enjoy or the things that are most important to you personally. Or and, to the cowboy. Yeah, or, or to the, the crazy cowboy man. So I think that's also a big thing to take away and think of when you do time management because some of us are really really busy and you really need to also use time management to schedule the stuff you enjoy to replenish yourself 
Otherwise, you might not end up spending time with your friends or do stuff that, like, a hobby that'll that enjoy you. That means a lot to you, yeah. Yeah, so, like, even if it's just... So they recommend if you have a calendar, just put a big block of unscheduled time that you won't allow anything to go into that unscheduled time. And then that unscheduled time you allocated for yourself will be where the highlight of the day comes from. Are we? Yeah. I just had an epiphany. What was it? So, like, you know how I have this very complicated nighttime routine? Yes. And you know how throughout the podcast, so we've been doing it a year now, throughout the podcast, our biggest issue for getting our habits done is time management. Yes, yes, yes. And you know how you said you work backwards from sleep? Yeah. Or whatever. We all work backwards from sleep. What if I worked backwards from sleep and divided up? My nighttime routine. Yeah, we could do that. I feel like a genius. Yeah, follow the <laughs> dopamine. <laughs> follow the sweet, sweet dopamine. I'm gonna try that. Should we move on to the plan, or do you have more stuff? Uh, I just have a couple of more things because um, there, there was all a bunch of stuff in the book that I thought was useful. Uh, it has a similar mechanism that the bullet journal has that. If something was important to you, like if you highlighted something for the day and you got distracted, you ended up not doing it, it's probably still important. So it said the like, you know, the groundhog it and just do it the next day because it's still probably important to you as a, as a person. Uh, and it had stuff about creating barriers to distraction. There was like different ways to how to break up to create that highlight of the day that you'd schedule and get time for. So they had like... You'd make like a might do list of all the things you could do in the day, and then you pick the most important thing of that, and then you put that, you shove that into that unscheduled area. And there was someone who broke things into front burner and back burner, so it's like the most important things, and then the second most important things, and then a section he calls kitchen sink where he just shoves everything. Which I really like the book because it's not just one person saying it, it's these two different people, and you know, one of them's a night owl and they both have different ways that they do tasks. Right. So they both suggest their own methods that they use. So they personalize it and it shows that like, you know, like it won't, nothing's going to work for everyone. Yeah, it's no one size fits all. Yeah, and they give a lot of solutions. And like, I felt like it was quite ADHD friendly, especially the focusing on the one task. Because, you know, sometimes it's hard to juggle all these different things, especially if you have other engagements. But like... The focus on that one thing, if you feel like a project to do, I think it's like really useful for that. I think the main thing is not letting anyone mess up your schedule. If you had the unscheduled time, I feel like, you know, like it'd be really easy to just like put something else in yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. I think I think it's, it's harder when you have um, a nine to five job, obviously, but that unscheduled time could always be after work. I think for most people, it'd be off to work unless... Or during train time. Yeah, or, or unless, like, you wake up super duper duper early. I couldn't imagine it, but I know some people wake up super <laughs> duper early. Okay, my TED Talk is over. Well, that's a lot of good stuff. Am I going to remember it? To be continued. Watch this space. Okay, we're going to take a little bit of a break and come back and talk about the plan. Okay, bye. Okay, now we're back for the plan. Yay! <laughs> we got really tired in the break. I'm so sleepy. The four hours is is really hidden home. It's it's really hidden us hard. 
So one of the things I really want to do is to deconstruct sleep. Yeah, the biggest the biggest thing on our schedule is sleep. It but was that's the, only right now. It was no, it was the first thing we made a podcast on, and I think it's still it's still. I think it's, it's our white whale. It's a nice, but it's a nice way to bookend it because, like, one of the things I learned from that is brain with grain or grain of brain. Grain of brain with grain. Because our brains do perceive time differently. Our circadian rhythms are different. Yeah, I think that it's okay if you don't get sleep occasionally. You know that like there's so much pressure out there to be perfect, especially in taking care of yourselves and none of us are even close to that yeah um so i think that it's just really important to be happy anyway like my when i talk about all that highlight stuff and like you know like everyone's gonna think about like yeah this is one project i really want to work on or this is like i'm gonna do some work but like i'm thinking of like I'm probably gonna have to do all that stuff anyway so i'm gonna make the highlight like getting to bed at nine <laughs> or like no but like a hobby i really like yeah or for something sure. like really comfy or something that'll like replenish me because that's the thing that'll probably get pushed out of the schedule in like two seconds when i get like really into scheduling time you know you get yeah you yeah, know, yeah yeah i understand have to like schedule friends time yeah especially when you get like caught up in a project it's like really difficult to keep in touch with everyone i think that's like an adhd thing that it's like it's you know, it's like when so out of sight, out of mind. So, what's our plan? There is no plan. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what's so? One of the things is to have a highlight. Yeah. So we have a highlight, and it, we... it'd be uh, like because we're gonna schedule a whole bunch of stuff, and we'll probably end up like chaining stuff together to make it easier to do. The things that have made it like have made me kind of or have piqued my interest. One is like keeping the calendar blocking going. Yeah. Two is externalizing time to post-its or to a visual timer or to uh, analog timers, whatever. Yeah. Then the highlight. Yeah, because it's all stuff to just help you visualize time better because it's really hard to process and work that out with ADHD. So it's just to make it so you can physically look at your day and be like, yeah, this is what I guess I have to do. And um, I already said deconstruction, right? One of the things well, at least we're going to try to do until the update is deconstruct the, your sleep. But not just my sleep. Like in, in general, I think it's a good idea. So, um, especially for habits. Yeah. Like sleep, like um, exercise. So instead of splitting, instead of, because uh, I think that also ties in with task initiation and finding the lowest common, I mean, the lowest barrier. Yeah. So you like, you break it up and you're like, how's the easiest way I can start this? So I actually start this when it says in my schedule. So to be like, okay, 1 p.m., open up Google. Okay. <laughs> Five minutes later, okay, open up Google Sheets or whatever. And like, you know, like it can be like really small step by step things to at least like, oh, this is easy. I guess I could just keep on going because the hardest thing for ADHD, at least it, with my ADHD, is the task initiation part. Yeah. So, I mean, I think. So that's, that's kind of gets in the way of the, the managing time is you're not even starting the stuff. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I, I think, I think those are, I think that's good for a plan. What's our plan? 
anything more than what we have discussed, which I will repeat now. <laughs> Please repeat it because I was already going on a tangent. Yeah, because like anything more feels really overwhelming to me. So one is to piggyback um, on to chained tasks and to calendar block. Yeah. One so- is to... De- wait, wait, wait. Let me get yes. through it. Otherwise, okay. I'll forget. Yeah, yeah. Okay. One is for chain tasks. Yes. One is time uh, calendar blocking or time blocking. Um, I'm going to put that in with visualizing and externalizing time because that d- helps with that as well. Then one is to deconstruct tasks, right? And then the highlight. Which I think instead of highlight, I'm just going to call it... <laughs> Hi, this is Shoda from the future. Just to reiterate, if you're only going to listen to part of this episode, just so that you know, unscheduled time is not just fun time, but also dopamine time. Because it's like highlight slash unscheduled time. Because a lot of it's like fitting in a space of what you actually want to accomplish that day. So if it's like pack the suitcase, that's what it would go in there. But otherwise it could be like some anything else. Be like you'll wake up in the morning and be like today i'm gonna pack that suitcase so the the unscheduled time is not because like in my schedule unscheduled time is like when i can do nothing in this case unscheduled time is your dopamine time yeah or like the thing you had the dopamine for or like so i this, think it's just unscheduled time to be productive yeah or to just make sure you don't put anything in that area so i mean like it's only unscheduled time it, when you're physically typing typing it into your calendar, so you don't move it. Okay, so let's. Uh, can we? Can we I call I, it? I think I've confused my myself. Cause, actually, because to, to me, unscheduled time is like fun time. Yeah, this is this can be fun time, but this serious fun time. Okay, we're gonna call it dopamine time. Okay? Dopamine. I like it. Dopamine time. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> okay. So I think that's that's a solid plan for now. Um, yeah, it's... overcomplicating it is really where we go wrong because if you put too many things in, we're not going to do like half of it. Also, this isn't about habits, remember. It's just about ways to make time management easier. Because it's, it's easier for us because we're already doing Google Calendar. I think one of the obstacles we get into a lot is finding time to actually schedule the calendar we do it like a week at a time and then it's really hard to like initiate doing the calendar stuff again so like what's the solution for that that part like actually (laughs) actually scheduling it i think that we schedule every three days at the moment do we have anything on our schedule no yeah it's just blank it's just it's because things get changed and i get upset but i think we're doing like a 60 percent job because we had stuff on our calendar yesterday. Today was supposed to be my hair. Yeah. But now it's podcast. Now it's podcast. Yeah. Yes. So this was our dopamine time. <laughs> yeah, it's our dopamine time. <laughs> yeah, I think that's good. Okay, so how are we going to keep each other accountable for our time management? I mean, we're together all the time. Yeah, but I mean, like stuff to to do. Like maybe it would be like, buy post-its and like 
leave like get like a whole pack of post-it notes and put no. it on the pack or like timers because we need we can do the timers but we're no, no more no especially with externaling it uh, externalizing it you need stuff to externalize it with well one of the things we use is the is is the calendar block is what i'm saying because that externalizes chunks of time yeah but i want to do new stuff all right it okay. needs to be novel that can be, that can be your job is to find an ex uh, a visual timer okay okay I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> in the meantime, we are moving in the next 10 days. So our podcast, I mean, like this plan has to... Yeah. And then hopefully we'll be able to record before we move. Yes. If we don't, then this episode may be late. Yeah, or... The I'll, next episode. I, I, I mean. do have a field recorder. So maybe we could podcast on the plane. No. Yeah. No. Have have a mindfully ADHD on the go special edition. What if there's someone sitting next to us? They can be part of the podcast. I am going to say that's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just a disclaimer, this is our personal experiences and many people of ADHD probably have very different experiences to us. So this is just what will help us. But maybe you'll take some good stuff out of it. Maybe it'll help you. Also... <laughs> That was so convoluted. I loved it. <laughs> I don't know. This whole podcast is convoluted. Hey, where can people find us? On Mindfully ADHD Podcast on Instagram. Mindfully ADHD Podcast? Yeah. On Instagram? Yeah, so we're there sometimes. I, I right now have very little motivation for it. But we are technically there. But I check every day. There are some people who've been really sweet. So there have been a couple people asking us where we've been and stuff like that. So thank you to those people. Shout out to those people. And thank you for being on this journey with us. Uh, I can't believe it's been a year. Because we have no concept of time. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Boy. Thanks for listening to us today. If you want to follow along with our journey, we post little updates on Instagram at mindfullyadhdpodcast. You can find us everywhere you get your podcasts. And we shall see you soon for our next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>